Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Welcome back. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Woof. Okay, so like I said, uh, previous episode, uh, you know, we talked about the Warriors and then winning the championship. Um, now, no NBA season. The NBA season has concluded. We are we have some things to look ahead to in terms of the NBA offseason. Um, and we're gonna be, you know, we're gonna be discussing that a little bit, um, in today's episode. But okay, you know, we're, you know, we're turning a new leaf. Uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to that, uh, to you know, college football, the NFL season, and so forth. And um, so I, I know that's that that's gonna be very, very exciting. Um, you guys know how we give it up during the NFL season, but. For the next month and a half or so, you know, we're going to have a lot of, I'm going to be, obviously, you guys know, I'm going to be creative Um, in the meanwhile. Uh, also, I'm, I'm I'm hoping to have some guests come on as well. Um, And uh, like I said, uh, we got we got some off-season stuff to get to, you know, in terms of the NBA. So that'll, that'll keep us occupied as well. But, you know. Before I even get into it and get started, first and foremost, shouts out to everybody. But I'm your humble and highly favorite host, Isaiah Kidd of the Isaiah Kidd Podcast. You know what time it is. You know what to do. It's a Wednesday episode. Let's lock in. Let's gear in. I'm back. I'm ready. I'm ready for you guys. Let's go. Let's go. So, like I said, shouts out to everybody. Um, To all the first-time listeners, the regular listeners. I know I say it every, every episode, but... I greatly appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. You could be anywhere else. There's thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of podcasts that you could be listening to, but you chose to listen to mine. So that is that right there alone. I appreciate that. Now let's get into it. Um, there's 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 a, there's some stories. I'm 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 gonna start in Brooklyn. How about that? I'm gonna start in Brooklyn. Cause there's there's stories and there's 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 headlines all over the place in Brooklyn right now, um, and not necessarily for the best reasons, right? Uh, obviously, the Kyrie the Kyrie Irving story is floating. Let me get to that. Um, and what does that mean for the Brooklyn Nets? What, that, what does that mean for Kevin Durant? What does it mean for potential suitors? Um. That are that are that that could be buy you know buying in for Kevin Durant or I mean for Kyrie Irving, um, not surprised but let's let we'll talk about that I'm gonna get to that but I want to talk about this one situation, um or this one headline or this one statement that's obviously making headlines, um and it's Charles Barkley's statement concerning Kevin Durant, and. Obviously, this conversation is being it's being reignited and re-sparked because we have people have revisionist history. Um, with the Warriors winning their most recent championship, a lot of people, like I said, have revisionist history. Um, and you know, the Warriors winning their fourth title and winning another title without Kevin Durant, their second title without Kevin Durant, it's like, oh, they didn't really need like it bring it, it reignites and re-spark that the conversation of the Warriors didn't need Durant and Durant needed the war. Like it, it reignites all of that and it re-sparked all of that. And on the if you paid attention enough on my episode, 
that I did when I talked about the Warriors. I didn't talk about Kevin Durant. I wasn't, I didn't take the time to try to diminish Kevin Durant's legacy because the Warriors won another title. No, the Warriors won another title, and Steph Curry, um, I got I, he got his validation that a lot of people was calling for, or a lot of people had in question. I talked about that because I didn't feel the need to talk about Kevin Durant and his legacy because Kevin Durant and his legacy is Kevin Durant and his legacy. He's a great basketball player. But Charles Barkley has been somewhat of the in – ter in terms of the media, in the media, he has been the driving <laughs> – I know it sounds ironic, a, 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 you know, a play on words. I, I don't want to be – I don't I'm not try to be like a play on words, but he has been the quote unquote bus driver of this narrative of Kevin Durant needing to be the bus driver slash the leader on a championship team on his own. I'm going to play you guys the clip and then I'm going to obviously react, but you kind of already can tell where I'm coming from with this situation and this whole this whole argument. Here it goes. Before KD gets that great respect from all the old heads he's gonna have to win a championship as the guy as the bus driver listen he joined this uh that team had already won a championship so no disrespect that's just a fact but until he is the guy on a championship team we're not gonna ever give him the respect i mean that he probably deserves and that's just the way it is and like i say the, the game hasn't changed kobe said it lebron said it and so we can hold him to the same high standard. Okay. That argument makes no sense whatsoever. I don't get it. The bus driver. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like Charles, he has been the, 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 the driving force in the bus driver of this whole entire narrative on Kevin Durant. And I do not get it. I do not get it. Because in the 2017 finals, Kevin Durant was absolutely the best player on the floor in that series. That, mind you, Cleveland had LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Golden State had Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry. Kevin Durant was the absolute best player on the floor without a shot of a doubt. He won finals MVP, rightfully so. Deservingly so. 2018, the same thing. He was the absolute best player on the floor. Now, uh, Cleveland didn't have Kyrie Irving, but he was the absolute best player on the floor. Oh, yeah, and then in 2019 versus Toronto, where Golden State was struggling, someone, a player decided to play, and in, 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 someone played in the first half. And towards Achilles, you know who that was? That was Kevin Durant. And in the in the in the first half that he played, the only half that he played in in that Toronto series, oh yeah, he was the best player on the floor. Each and every time. So in the three years that he was there, he was he was in route to winning three back to back to back, three straight finals MVPs in very much convincing fashion. If that's not driving the bus, then I don't know what is. And then, it, like this, and these are the, I don't know why we play these types of games. Because, okay, 
on one hand, we're saying Kevin Durant wasn't the bus driver. He didn't drive the bus. He wasn't the guy. But then on the whole other hand, until this finals MVP, people was bashing Steph Curry because he never won a finals MVP. Well, why didn't he win a finals MVP in the two years that Kevin Durant was there? Because Kevin Durant was the best player on the floor. I don't get this argument. I don't get it at all. <laughs> like, you're claiming Durant didn't drive the bus, but then throughout those three years, you guys were criticizing Steph Curry because he wasn't driving the bus. So what is this? Is this uh, please let me know if Elon Musk, <laughs> please let me know if Elon Musk specially created, uniquely created, a self-driving Tesla bus for the Warriors, because you're te- at, at this point you're telling me nobody drove the bus. <laughs> you, you're claiming, hey, Durant, Durant didn't, despite Durant winning two Finals MVPs in convincing fashion, where he was clearly the best player on the floor in those series. And then you also you, you th- throughout those years you was also criticizing Steph because he wasn't driving the bus. So what? Like what are we like? What are we saying? Who who? What are we saying? Nobody was there. Was nobody was driving the bus? Is this the magical school bus? I know people. If you're if you're in my age range, um, in in elementary school and great, like you 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 obviously the book the magical bus. Are we like? Is this the magical bus? Like is this a self driving, uh, specially made Elon Musk? Tesla bus like like what are we what are we saying <laughs> like what are we saying and and this is why I can't I don't I don't like when we play these games because it often we often come back to bite ourselves in the butt and we contradict these uh, we contradict there's so many contradictions you criticize Steph for those three years because he wasn't he wasn't the best player and he wasn't and he wasn't the guy but then you 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 you're saying Kevin Durant, oh you, yeah, he won two Finals MVPs and he was the best player on the floor, but he wasn't driving the bus. Like, what are we saying? Like, what 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 are we saying? What are we saying? And Kevin Durant, I, he takes a lot of heat. He sticks for for a move that happened six years ago. He still takes a lot of heat for, and I I, I just don't get why. And like I said, it's all being re-sparked because the Warriors won a championship. Another thing, we're calling the Warriors a dynasty, which they are. Because they won four championships in the last eight years in six finals appearances. Who won? Like, who was the main catalyst to winning two of those championships? Kevin Durant. So the dynasty doesn't whiff, it doesn't hold. It, they didn't really turn into it. They turned into a dynasty when Kevin Durant got there. <laughs> like everything we are saying and claiming about the Warriors, it doesn't happen, and we wouldn't be making these claims if Kevin Durant wasn't there. <laughs> we wouldn't be calling the Warriors a dynasty. And we can say, oh, we and like we can argue all day long, like, oh, they could have found someone to do with, like. Okay, 
find someone at seven foot tall to create his own shot and be a shot creator, also turn into a really good defender, also being their, 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 their leading shot blocker, also being their leading rebounder. Yeah, they could have found they could have found that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I, I I don't like when we try to marginalize what Durant did in Golden State. And like, okay, they won a championship without him in 2015, but in the in that same finals, that 2015 finals, obviously Golden State beat the Cavs in six, but Kevin Love, he had a he he didn't even play in the finals. He got hurt in the first round at the end of the first round due to Kelly Olynyk, um, and his dislocated shoulder. Kyrie Irving, if I'm if I'm not if I, if I remember correctly, he got hurt right before overtime. So they so Golden State they played a they they played a a Cavs team with no Kyrie Irving and no Kevin Love for a majority of that series. And I'm not and I, I'm not saying that 2015 championship has an asterisk next to it. I'm not saying we shouldn't count that championship. I'm not saying that at all. But that's just I'm just adding context. I'm contextualizing what happened. Also prior to the finals Throughout the entire playoff run, seamlessly, every team that the Warriors had to play or face, they were missing someone. They were missing someone of importance. They was missing some like the their opposing team was missing someone of of importance of value. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get how we how we miss these things. So in 2015, okay, they won a championship. But as I stated, if you after if, if we're adding full context to the situation, they were. They played teams that were shorthanded. And like I said, they won a championship in six games. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. They, they, there should be no asterisk. There's no asterisk. There's no asterisk. It, it weighs the same. And then the following year, they won 73 games, but they didn't win the championship. So who cares? Like, okay, yeah, they won 73 games, but they didn't, they didn't finish off the deal. So, like, who cares? They lost. When they played a fully healthy Cavs team, and like I said, there's some con- there's some things you can contextualize in the Cavs winning in 2016 as well. Like there, there, you know, Golden State did share its injuries, but they lost. Just how Golden State won in 2015, despite Cleveland's injuries. There's no asterisk. They lost. Cleveland lost. Just like 2016, Cleveland won. Golden State did have an injury to Andrew Bogut. That was that I, I'll be the first to tell you that was very much impactful. Draymond Green was suspended in game five. That was impactful as well. But Cleveland still won. Golden State still had a chance. Golden State still had a chance to win the series in, in, in game six. They still had to win a, they still had a chance to win the series in game seven. They didn't. <clears throat> they didn't. After a 3-1 lead. They didn't. That's just the fact of the matter. So when we so like it's like at least okay, with Kobe and Shaq. Some people say, hey, hey, Shaq, Shaq was the man. It was it was more Shaq, it was more Shaq than Kobe. And then some people say, hey, it was more Kobe than Shaq. At least we're acknowledging, like, at least with those with that argument, we 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 were acknowledging that there was someone driving the bus. At least we're acknowledging that. That somebody was the guy. With this whole go to state thing, it's like we're not even acknowledging who was the guy. We're not even acknowledging 
who was the guy. But I think it's really simple and it's really easy. For those three years, Kevin Durant was the he was the bus driver. He was the best player. And it had showed. And you guys criticized Steph Curry because he didn't win finals MVPs in those years. You guys criticized Steph Curry because he wasn't the guy. So who in the hell was the guy? It was Kevin Durant. Like, I don't get that argument that Charles is making. Like, I I I I, I hear what he's saying, but I disagree with it. And I don't, I honestly don't understand it because we're, there's so many walking contradictions. Like I said, with Shaq and Kobe, at least and, and, and with those, with that argument, one side is arguing, hey, Shaq was the guy. Another side is arguing, like, hey, it was more Kobe. At least both sides are, at least both sides are aware that there is a guy. <laughs> there is a bus driver, quote unquote. With, with Golden State, we're like, oh, uh, you know, they had a Tesla bus. What the hell? Like, uh, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what. It's just so many contradict, so many contradictions. Kevin Durant was the guy, so I don't get that argument. Simple as that. I just don't get it, and I don't know why we continue to bring it up and have revisionist history, and why we still dwell on something that happened six years ago in terms of his decision to go to Golden State. But I don't, I don't get it. I do not understand it. I don't understand it to save my life. <laughs> so. The other news um, <clears throat> that I talked about briefly that's happening in Brooklyn is Kyrie Irving uh, and the Brooklyn Nets, on, in terms of contract talks, have come to an impasse. Um, they have come to an impasse, and there is a possibility that Kyrie Irving um, could potentially exercise, you know, he could, this this a clear way, for Kyrie Irving to test the market. Um, so there's then the potential suitors are the three teams that's been named have been the Lakers, Clippers, and Knicks. Um, and I say this. So I always talk about this with leak stories. Stories just don't leak, just the leak, just just for the hell of it. Um, this was reported by Shams, Shams Sharana. Uh he's Shams is really good. But story just stories leak for a reason and i think this is definitely um this story was leaked in turn from from Kyrie's camp uh to gain some type of leverage because the press conference we heard sean marks um talk in may uh you know concerning the nets and the you know the future ramifications on the on the roster looking ahead into the off season and the following in this upcoming season uh he talked about wanting players to be all in and buying into the team and like he said that broadly and generally but everybody in like everybody knows that like he was referring to Kyrie Irving um, and obviously Kyrie Irving is set to, you know, he's eligible to get a long-term deal. Obviously the Nets aren't, the Nets aren't, you know, they don't want, they they don't, they don't necessarily think that, uh, Kyrie Irving deserves that because he hasn't been available. Like quite frankly, for the three years that he has been a net that he's been in Brooklyn, he has not been available for whatever reason it may be for injuries uh religious purposes or 
other purposes or the 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 insurrection on January the sixth. Like for whatever reason, in the past three years, something has always been in a way or COVID or vaccination. Like something has been a disruptance to Kyrie Irving not being able to play and not being available. Now, talent wise, yes, Kyrie Irving. I would I would have I would be very comfortable making an argument that Kyrie Irving talent wise if we're just looking at pure talent and skill I'll be an, I will be very comfortable having a conversation about Kyrie Irving being the most talented guard in the league that that's that, that that's not the issue the issue is is he reliable is he available can we rely on this guy to be available for 82 nights to uh, 82 nights a year or like close to that? Because I, in, in, in the three years that he has been in Brooklyn, he has played his first year. He played 20 games. Second year, he played 54 games. This past year, he played 29 games. That is a combined 103 games in three seasons. Out of the available 229 games that he could have played over the past three ga- over the past three years, the Nets have played in the regular season have played 229 games. Obviously, the COVID year, 65 games. Um, and then this past the past two years, obviously the regular 82. 229 games and Kyrie Irving has only played 103. So, like like I said, talent-wise, I can make an argument that Kyrie Irving, talent-wise, not overall, not all time, like, but talent, just pure talent, I can make an argument, he's, he's, I can make an argument that he's more talented than Steph, than Steph Curry. But, Kyrie Irving isn't always available. So they have so it's reached a point where I feel like Sean Marks and Nets and management ownership have kind of like drawn a line in the sand and now like they're they're now backing up with actions in terms of like, hey, we're not gonna give you this long term max deal that you're looking for because like we we just aren't sold that you're like all in, which which isn't surprising. None of this should none of this should come as a surprise, as as I've already stated. He's missed Kyrie Irving, and I'm a big I'm a big Kyrie Irving fan. I'm a big time Kyrie Irving supporter. I even thought some of the vaccination rules, um, and regulations and mandates that the state of New York had, um, I didn't think they made much sense. Um, and a lot of those mandates uh, went up against Kyrie Irving, or it didn't necessarily favor Kyrie Irving playing. Those man, those same mandates, I found to be a bit questionable in terms of like, okay, if you're uh, you Kyrie Irving couldn't play because obviously he works in Brooklyn and he's a Brooklyn resident because he's and he's not vaccinated, but other people from outer states with like their vaccinations, like a lot of the mandates and a lot of the. The regulations that New York had, I didn't necessarily agree with, and that's just my that's just my opinion. 
Um, so like I said, I'm a big Kyrie supporter, but I do understand from logistics and the business aspect and the business acumen of things, I understand where Brooklyn is coming from. And I, I understand why they have to they have to seize back power and get some type of control of this situation with Kyrie Irving. I completely understand. I completely understand. And I think Brooklyn, they don't have I know, like I said, I know there's so many people have thrown out some trade rumors to, you know, the Lakers, Knicks, like and, and honestly, none of these teams. Eat neither of these, or I should say, all three of these teams. None of these teams can outright sign Kyrie Irving to the deal that he wants or to a max deal. Like, none of these teams are in the predicament to do so. Knicks, Lakers, nor the Clippers. So, it they would have to be they these teams would have to get really, really super creative in the trade in the trade details and logistics of uh, of the deal in order to acquire Kyrie or Kyrie would have to take a significant pay cut and have to take like the $10 million mid-level exception. But with that, he'd be losing like $25 million. So like, I don't, the logistics of getting a deal done is going to be very, very difficult. And honestly for Brooklyn, if you were to end up trading Kyrie, you're getting nickels on a dollar with any deal that the Clippers, Lakers, or Knicks could really offer, honestly. I mean, I, I, I've seen people explore Kyrie Irving for Anthony Davis. I, I mean, I, I guess, but like, like you still run into, okay, Anthony Davis has a, a large, long sum deal. Anthony Davis, he doesn't necessarily come with all of the headache that Kyrie comes with, but his availability is something of question. Um, and you would think Ky- you would think Anthony Davis at his age would be a player that is ascending, but some would say he's kind of declining because of his lack of availability. So you still run into some, and honestly, it goes to show you that none of these situations are perfect in terms of like the Nets and the Lakers and the Knicks, like none of these situations, I exclude the Clippers out of this, but in terms of the Knicks, Lakers and Nets, like none of these situations are perfect and none of these situations are uh, ideal, right? (laughs) Like none of it is. None of it is ideal. If I think best case scenario mutually for both sides is for Kyrie to come back locked in this year, focus. There's no type of COVID protocol, vaccination process and regulation and mandates there. You know, Brooklyn will have their guys back healthy because honestly, we have not seen Brooklyn at full strength in the past three years. We've seen it slightly with Harden, KD, and Kyrie for about what 16 games, 18 games. We've seen it and they were they were kind of unbeatable. Um, but then like in the postseason, the you know, obviously the, the the one full postseason that they had with each other, Kyrie Irving, Harden, and Durant, Harden got hurt, Kyrie got hurt. Harden came back, Kyrie didn't, Harden underperformed, 
and KD was just like left holding the bag. So like we have to I want to see Brooklyn come back at full strength. No 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 outside distractions. You get Joe Harris back, you get Ben Simmons back. You have the guys that you have acquired in the Harden and Ben Simmons trade. You have other pieces. You get Kevin Durant fully healthy. You get Kyrie fully healthy and locked in. I want to see what that group looks like because, honestly, we haven't seen that from Brooklyn in the past three years. We haven't. We we, we haven't seen a, a Brooklyn squad fully healthy for most of the year, for most of the year, like there's always been some type of distraction that has pulled this thing, like that has like amounted to this Brooklyn thing not working. So that's that. That's what it is. But as I said, the the Kyrie Irving, you know, the Shams, the Shams report and his like his reporting obviously is great. But it benefits Kyrie Irving's camp to try to get some leverage. But Brooklyn doesn't have to be in no rush or no hurry to try to, you know, get a deal done. Or, like, Brooklyn has the leverage. Like, Brooklyn Brooklyn has the leverage, okay? Brooklyn has the leverage. And, with like I said, in order for the Knicks, Clippers... Or, or Lakers to really get a deal done, it's going to be a very, it, it would have to be a very creative trade. And honestly, you look at Kyrie's representation, he's represented by his mom. I mean, by his stepmom, excuse me. Uh, I know his, I know his biological mom passed, um, but his, he's, he's represented by his stepmom. Um, so usually in these type of situations where like creative trades have to happen, usually the 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 the, the traditional big time agency is able to pull certain strings like clutch sports, um CAA, those type of big time traditional tra- uh, agencies are able to pull certain strings in order to get trade details ingrained. Kyrie Irving is represented by his stepmom. Like, you, the, the influence just isn't the same um, as, like like I said, with, like, a Clutch Sports or, like, a CAA or any other, like, traditional agency or power agency. The, the influence um, in the push, I don't think, is necessarily the same. So in order for a creative deal or trade to happen with Kyrie Irving, and like I said, with Brooklyn, like if you look at the trade ideas and options in terms of the the suitors that you have, like right in front of you with uh, the Lakers, Knicks and Clippers, none of the none of the ideas really, really favor you. And they don't really like like I said, you're getting nickels on a dollar for a Kyrie Irving trade with those teams um and none of those teams can outright just sign him so th- that's what it that's what it boils down to um but can we say what can't like we're not nobody should be surprised um that brooklyn is drawing a line in the sand 
and they're waiting for Kyrie to fully commit. And ultimately, I think for both sides, like I said, for both sides, I think they need to be like some type of mutual agreement. Hey, Kyrie comes back locked in. He he displays what how great of a talent he is that we all know that he is. And he presents that. And then you give him the long term deal that he's looking for. Um, there has to be some type of mutual agreement, but it, it has to be on, it has to start with Kyrie Irving on his behalf where like he has to buy in, he has to commit. And that's something quite frankly, that a lot of people have criticized him for. And he has received that criticism. Um, and he has talked about like how he's kind of screwed up himself, but now, okay, that's the first step, but now there has to be some type of action put into place. So that's 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 that with the cold Kyrie Irving uh, deal in Brooklyn. A lot going on in Brooklyn. A lot going on in Brooklyn, as you can tell. All right, so I want to shift gears to the NFL. Um, we have some, I would say, breaking news. Uh, definitely some breaking news and an update. Um, so according to uh, attorney Tony Busby, uh, obviously, this is some Deshaun Watson news. Deshaun Watson has reached um, confidential settlements with all but four civil lawsuits that have been filed against him. Um, so there were twenty. So at first, uh, well, I'm not going. I'm not going to go from initially, but in all, there were twenty four civil lawsuits uh, against filed against Deshaun Watson due to you know his sexual. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's uh, necessarily assault, but sexual misconduct. Um, misconduct, I would say. I think that's the better term for it, sexual misconduct, um, sexual allegations and so forth. There were 24 lawsuits filed, civil lawsuits filed against him. Um, and it's funny, they, they say all, but all but four. So not all of them, uh, you, 20 of those lawsuits have been settled. Um, and I think, I, I, I think, I think this is, like I said, this is definitely breaking news because I think, I, I know myself, I'm kind of fatigued about talking about this story because it feels like I've been talking about this Deshaun Watson story. And anytime I've brought up Deshaun Watson in this podcast over the past two and a half years, it's either been about this for the most part or the Houston drama. So, which, and this is still like Houston drama. So all of it just in, in itself, it, I'm, I'm kind of fatigued about it. I just want the thing to get, and I, and I hope those victims, those alleged victims, uh, I hope they get what they are in search of and everything that they so desire uh, to see fit. And, if and like I said, with the whole Deshaun Watson stuff, it is there's 24 cases against him. 24. Like, okay, like it's kind of hard to dispute 24 people. Like, 24 people aren't gonna lie on one, they're not gonna lie on one person. Um, I just think this whole this whole situation. On both sides, not just, I think on both sides have just been, just been strenuous and long and drawn out 
and and really weird and how it's all come about. But I think the NFL most importantly wants this situation to be to come to its conclusion as well because I and and something's telling me the closer this this thing comes to the conclusion and comes to a head I think the closer the NFL um like the closer we will have some type of that we we'll know if Deshaun Watson I think it's kind of like I think it's kind of like for certain that he's going to get suspended. Like he's going to do he, like he's going to get suspended. He's going to miss some time. I think the whole big hoopla is, hey, like, is it six to eight games? Is it 10 games? Is it 12 games? Or hell, is it is it a whole year? Um, I think that's that's the big discussion and argument. But I think it's it's kind of indefinite that he will. He will miss. Uh, he will be suspended um, for some time due to the. I think you know that goes against league protocol and so forth. So like that, th- like that's indefinite. Um, it's just a matter of when it's going to be announced and how many games is he going to miss? Is he going like I said? Is he going to miss six games or is he going to miss a year, a whole season? Um, I told you guys from. I I, I think honestly. With him serving, with him not playing last year, um, and this situation with him not playing, it kind of like, kind of gave the it gave, it gave the NFL and the league some leadway and uh, a lot of a lot of rope, I say, to not being able, not being forced to make a decision. I think the approach for me, I would say probably eight games. I think that would be the most. Uh, eight games. Um, I'm kind of glad, and for Deshaun Watson's sake, and not, I'm not gonna say glad, but I would say I think it was wise on Deshaun Watson's part, um, and his team to settle these cases because you don't want these cases going to trial and he ends up losing these cases because it's like, okay, like okay, like the NFL is definitely gonna come down heavy handed. Um, so I think, and they still may come down heavy handed on Deshaun Watson just due to the, due to the degree of what a lot of these cases may entail and the quantity of these cases, like 24 people, that is a lot of people. And there's in, in, in over the past 17 months, 66 masseuses, that, 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 that's a lot of masseuses. (laughs) That is a lot of masseuses. So even any way you kind of chop it up, the situation is weird. Like I said, on both aspects, on both, like it's weird. Um, and I think the closer we get to a conclusion to like ceasing all of this weirdness and just this, 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 this crazy story, I think the NFL will have a more, have a, a, a better clear view and a clear picture, like what they need to do. Um, and I honestly think they want a suspension like sooner than later. Like they want to announce something sooner than later. And as I told you guys before, with the new contract, even without the new contract, Deshaun Watson kind of had the funds and the means and and the, the money to kind of take this thing to great lengths. Um, and eventually, I think I, I told you guys, I thought these cases would basically come down to settlements. That's what I told you guys. 
uh, that was that was my perspective and take on the whole situation with uh, these these alleged women uh, with, with 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 these lawsuits. I thought, you know, it it it'll draw as long as possible, and Deshaun Watson and his team will have the necessary means and funds to do that. And I think at the end of the day, it'll come down to NDAs and settlements all throughout this all throughout this whole situation. That's what it seems. That's where it seems like it's going. It's going because further, and that, and you know, in that report, I told you guys that uh, twenty of the twenty-four cases have been settled. They, you know, Deshaun Watson, his Tony Busby, and his, the rest of his team is still working to put the paperwork together for the other four uh lawsuits to be put the settlement as well. So th- so that that's where that's that's also something that's contingent upon and I think that I think just looking at it like th- it seems like that's where this thing is heading in terms of okay every case most cases is going to seem like it's going to be settled uh, I would say the first, uh, the first, the first victim, alleged victim that came to the forefront, is is one of the four cases that did not get settled yet. So I don't know if that's any. Um, I forgot. I forgot the young lady's name. But if that is any type of significance or importance, I just think that's important to throw out there. Like, hey, the first person that came to the forefront about Deshaun Watson and his alleged behavior, uh that's what we that that's that's what we have. That that you know that that person is still uh one of the four cases that have not been settled or resolved quite yet. So I find that to be pretty interesting um with this with with you know a lot of these cases or most of these cases being uh settled um, I find it to be, I find it to be a little interested that the first case or the first victim that had that, you know, uh, that made these claims about Deshaun Watson has yet to, uh, settle, um, you know, so that's down Deshaun Watson. Um, and everybody I'm speaking about doing this. Maybe I do this on the next episode. Uh, cause I, I think we're about like what I think we're about 42 seconds. I think we're about 42 minutes in. Um, so maybe I do this on the next episode, but I'm thinking about everybody's doing a top 10 players of all time. And I think it's really interesting when, when we have these, these, these discussions after, you know, a player at, you know, like Steph Curry, or, you know, Kevin Durant or LeBron James caliber, when we have these type of conversations and we're talking about, you know, someone being, within the top 10 players of all time, there's the conversation of different eras. There's the conversation of, uh, of just a variety of things that can make, that can make a list um, or that people have, you know, in their minds when making lists. I know, honestly, I think the whole list, the whole top 10 all time thing, it's, it's a bit overplayed. And I think people take it a bit too serious. <laughs> uh, 
honestly, what I have learned and what I've been taught, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's really a preference thing. It's really who you prefer. Just like with the whole GOAT conversation, that has been a, a bit overplayed and overstated. And essentially, it, it, it like and when you hear people talk about it, it essentially comes down to their preference. Like, usually when you say, hey, when you hear guys say Michael Jordan's the go, they like, they love his killer instinct. They, they like, they love the killer and the whole persona of Michael Jordan. And that's just what they prefer in their basketball player. Now, LeBron James, he's more passive. Uh, he thinks out very much strategic. He has a different way of going about it. And you can hear that when people, like, it's it's just a preference thing. It's a preference thing. Um, it, it it really is. And with skill, I think I think sometimes we have like a sometimes people have a hard time trying to distinguish stuff from like skill to impact because I think the top ten players of all time may look different if we're talking about skill. If we're talking about skill, the top 10 players of all time may look different than the top 10 players of all time if we're just, like, trying to uh, embody and trying to get in everything. And we're talking about everything, you know, accomplishments, career. I think, some, you know, some people are – some people don't want to, you know, talk about or include, uh, like, accolades. Some, some people don't want to do that. Some people, like, they have their preference. So that's what I mean, like – these whole lists, they just have their preference. And I think a list will totally look different from best skilled players or top 10 skilled players, most skilled players from top 10 most impactful. Because And I think that's what I'm going to do. I think everybody talk about the best and who has the best skill. I'm going to probably – I'm going to do a list for you guys next episode. I'm going to do a list of top 10 most impactful players in the NBA or most important players in the NBA because I think the list is very interesting. I think it is I think I can put together a very interesting list. Um yeah. Most important players in the NBA of all time because that that looks different from a top 10 all time. It it, it it's definitely going to look different because some players that that I mean maybe some players within my top 10 Maybe they're not as they maybe they're not as important as another player. Maybe you like, you know. So, uh, stay tuned for that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give you guys that on the next episode. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna wrap this bad boy up though. Uh, without further ado, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, like I said, I'll be back. Uh, the NBA draft is on Thursday. You can. I'm gonna say this. I'm not gonna be doing. I'm not gonna be covering the NBA draft. I talk about it. Um, on, on the next episode for sure. Uh, but I'll probably be going on different platforms. People, uh, people probably be reaching out to me to do some, to cover some NBA draft stuff. So if you want to catch me right there, pay attention to my socials and so forth. Um, but if without further ado, like I said, I catch you guys on the next episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, always remember two choices, one decision. I'm out. Peace. Deuces.